Welcome to Grown Up Kids, a Disney podcast. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Hello and welcome to episode 72 of Grown Up Kids. I'm Megan. And I'm Katie. And today, Katie is sick. I am ill. I did not feel well. <laughs> so I'm sorry if our energy is a little low on this one. This was a, a, an interesting movie. I liked so it. hopefully that will get us excited to talk about it. Um, but today we are discussing The Three Lives of Thomasina, which was a little difficult to find. It was really hard to find. I'm not going to say exactly how we acquired it to watch it. Why not? But we did. Why not? Figured it out. (laughs) Why can't we say? (laughs) Uh, all right. It's time for the... (laughs) time for the 30 second disney dash yes okay are you going also just so that you guys know like this was not anywhere to like buy and watch except like actually purchase like an old dvd of it yeah it was like Like, no streaming service had it no it's not on disney plus no i think it should be i actually enjoyed it i thought it was cute yeah okay you ready yeah and your mark it's set. Go. So Thomasina is a cat. Uh, she has three lives, and they're in Scotland. And Thomasina's dad basically just kills her. She comes back to life after a funeral, and then she lives with the witch, and then she goes back to the girl. Nineteen seconds. All right. Let's see. We watched this movie a while ago, and then I got sick. So we haven't been able to record, but then you know, I know we that's had to we had to record a little all over the place. So we'll see how good I do at this. Go. All right. There's Thomasina, who's a cute ginger cat. She's owned by a girl, and her dad's a vet, but he's not. He just doesn't care about pet people. <clears throat> so he doesn't take care of Thomasina, and then she dies, but she doesn't actually die, and the witch brings her back to life, and then she forgets all about her first life, but she go- then she eventually learns about it again. And that's all I remember. 21 seconds. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. So some history on The Three Lives of Thomasina. It is from 1963. It is an American-British fantasy film. And the director is Don Chaffee. <laughs> um, it is based on a book. It's The book is by Gallico. And it's from 1957, so really it wasn't that old of a book, which is kind of interesting. But the novel's called Thomasina the Cat Who Thought She Was God. Which cat doesn't think they're God. True. Um, And the film was shot in Scotland and also at Pinewood Studios in England. And... The New York Times says that the film was a nice one, but far from the top drawer Disney. He thought they thought that it was a sentimental and extremely gentle little movie best suited for small girls. Well, I don't don't know know about about that, that. but anyway, 
Um, it is a cozy movie. They describe it as being cozy. Film critic says that it was delicate and charming. Film critic's name is Leonard Melton. Um, and it was deserving of a larger audience if ever reissued. And I agree. <laughs> he said that the one scene in particular that he highly praised was Thomasina's trip to cat heaven, calling it a wondrous piece of movie magic. That was the weirdest part of the movie. <laughs> I also don't know about that. I don't know about that. I think that the other parts of the movie were better. Like, I actually really liked, I really liked all the people parts in this movie, more so necessarily than the cat parts, which is weird. Well, I liked the cat parts. I mean, I liked both, but like, I it's just weird because I love cats. But like, I actually really enjoyed like the witch and the boys were funny i don't know i just thought i thought it was a great story yeah it was all right fun facts so paul gallego he's the author of the novel he was invited to set during filming and he quickly came to dislike quote the great god disney so he um was really amused when one of the felines who helped play thomasina held up filming for two days because it just refused to perform a stunt that she had been trained to uh, do, um, despite Walt Disney and his frustrating bellowing, if that's true. Um, so Gallico recalled in his memoirs, I was proud of that cat. <laughs> um, as with many films with animals, more than one cat was used to portray Thomasina, and we can tell that. I think I speak it's about so that later obvious. on in this, yeah. I mean, they switch back and forth just in the beginning, and it's like, one's a stripe pattern, one's a swirl pattern. Like, yeah. you can just tell, which is fine. Um, so when Disney introduced the film when it aired on television, um, he actually mentioned that Gallico was his friend. <laughs> so there's some, a uh, little bit of bluff in there. Uh, the film was first broadcast on television in three one-hour installments over three weeks on the magical world of Disney. So they're doing, like, that throwback thing that they used to do. It's still so interesting that they used to do that to show movies. Mm-hmm. Um, again, as with most animals in films, there were several cats that were used. Um, unfortunately, the cats used were not a good match for each other. Well, while all red tabby cats or, you know... Ginger boys. Ginger boys. Um, or girls. Right. One of those used is a classic tabby, and then another one's a bullseye, and another one's a mackerel tabby. So who knew that there were all these fun words? Is it really that hard to find orange tabbies? Like, they couldn't find ones that looked more like Maybe ones that weren't trained properly. I don't know. Hmm. Um, but the oddest thing about their choice of orange tabbies to portray Thomasina, who... If you didn't, if you didn't see the film, they had named her Thomas and then discovered that she was a girl, so they named her Thomasina. Eighty um, percent of orange tabby cats are actually male, kind of like mostly calicos are female. So either Paul Gallico didn't know that when he was writing his original story, or the film overlooked it. So I don't know, like, what kind of cat Thomasina actually is in the book. There is a 20% chance that Thomasina could be a girl. And I have a friend that has a girl ginger cat, so. Penny! Yeah. Um, There are other cats seen in this movie, um, including several cats visiting Dr. McDewey's office. And the cats being cared for by Lori and a large number of lovely Siamese cats in the very odd dream sequence. There was actually 40 that were used. 
And then they multiplied that by trick photography to make it look like hundreds. But 40 is still a lot. That is a lot. It's a lot of cats on set. Um, so, the two little kids, right? We uh-huh. have Karen Dotrice, who is Mary McDewey, and then Matthew Garber, who is Jordy McNabb. They're later hired to play the Banks children in Mary Poppins. I thought the little boy looked familiar. I knew that Karen was in Mary Poppins. I was waiting for you to say something, and you didn't. And I was like, oh, I'll just reveal that when we record. (laughs) I didn't realize that Matthew also. That's cool. Yeah. So, characters. We have Patrick McGowan, who played Andrew McDewey. So, Andrew McDewey is Mary's father. He is a vet. Mm -hmm. Um, Mostly in farm animals, though. Right, so not really in pets, but he branches out into pets, probably just because it's more income. Right. Um, but he doesn't really do a good job at being very... Compassionate. Com- yeah, compassionate towards people with pets. And then it almost forms this wall of, like, distrust between the villagers and him. Yeah. Which is interesting. Um, I like him. I like him in the At times. Yeah. He was really frustrating throughout most of the film, but he ended up being all right. He just had, like, they're literally, like, if there's a switch in your brain that has compassion, like, his wasn't turned on yet. So, like, he was literally just, like, I deal with cows, and if a cow is sick, you put it down, you know, and it's, like, I I mean, I think you should even show compassions to cows and goats and whatever, but... If you're taking it from this movie standpoint, here here comes these people who this old woman comes in with a dog and that's all she has left. Like her husband's not around anymore. This dog is 15, which yes is very old, but instead of even like trying to come up with a solution for her or even something that would like ease his pain or while like he even, still lives, yeah, like allowing her to <clears throat> be there when they put him down. Yeah, he was just he was like, like, okay, leave him. Right, just very like, what's the word? Is brash. Ab- abrasive. Yeah, just very harsh. And just, like, matter-of-fact and science-y. And, like, well, this is how it has to be, and that's just it. So he didn't take into consideration any sort of love factor at all. Because I don't think he knew what that felt like for a pet, either. What house would he be in? Hogwarts house? Ooh. I was kind of thinking Ravenclaw. I could see that. Sorry, Ravenclaws. No, he turns out to be really cool. He is cool. Um, he's just very matter-of-fact, which yeah. kind of is like... Not all Ravenclaws are matter-of-fact, but mm-hmm. I feel like if you were to pinpoint that on any house, it would be Ravenclaw. I could see that. Now, next we have Lori McGregor. Lori McGregor. Also uh, known as Susan Hampshire in real-time life. Um, So Lori is the witch in the woods who cares for animals, and she's bomb. Dude, Lori's awesome. I love that she, like, totally plays it up, too. So the three boys go up there, like, to bring (laughs) this frog to her because his leg's broken, and they heard that there's a witch up there who can cure animals and... And she, like, she knows this about herself, and she's okay with the rumors, so she, like, grabs a broom, and she's, like, chanting and, like, doing a spell and, like, totally playing it up. 
she's funny, but also just like a total sweetheart. She's a total Hufflepuff, I think. Yeah. Um, she ends up marrying Mr. McDewey, which I don't really think is a good match, honestly. It seemed kind of random to me. It happened really fast. It did, and it was like, even whenever you saw like their wedding at the end, you're like, oh, they're married? <laughs> All of a sudden, it was like, I could see that they were kind of leading to them, maybe being in a relationship. But then all of a sudden it was like, oh, wedding bells chime in. Okay. Yeah. It was very weird. I didn't care for that ending. I do think that they're very good for each other, though, because without Lori, he wouldn't learn compassion. He never would have learned any sort of compassion. He learned true. how to humble himself through her. So I yeah, think they're a good true. balance. That's true. Um, but yeah, A plus to her. I like her a lot. Uh, Mary <laughs> Mary McDewey played by Karen Daughtrice. So Karen is the one who comes back for Mary Poppins. Um, I believe she does a couple movies, I not just Mary that. Poppins. But Walt likes to pick them and yeah, keep he likes them. to keep his kid actors. Um, so Mary is an interesting girl. She reminds me of me, actually, a lot when I had a cat for the first time when I was little. <laughs> I totally Tom. put bass, uh, I totally put him in bassinets. I put bonnets on his head. I put doll clothes on him. Um, so, yeah, that was, like, kind of nostalgic <laughs> in a way. Um, but then she was just like, I mean... I get that you're sad, but to pretend your dad is dead, it's a little harsh. She was in a horrible mental state. I think this is a good example that depression can touch anyone. True. No matter of age. Yeah, that's true. That's how I kind of took it. Was it? Did it seem very extreme? Yeah. It however, was overdramatic, but I get the I get the message. However, like. And I'll talk about this later. This movie was actually really hard for me to watch. For reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't... I think that Mary might also be a Hufflepuff. What I do you think? I see her being a Hufflepuff or a Gryffindor. Why do you say Gryffindor? She's very headstrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I see that. A girl wants what she wants. True. And she's gonna get it. Is that Slytherin? She could also be Slytherin. Hmm. I don't know. I feel more Gryffindor towards her. Yeah, actually, no. Now that you say that, I think I, I think I like Gryffindor over Hufflepuff. She's just as very like attached, and like loving of her cat. Yeah. Which is why I like said Hufflepuff at first, but yeah, the determination I think is big, with her. Yeah. Um, Reverend Angus Petty. So, is he the one that comes over whenever she's, like, dying? Yeah. Um, and he basically tells Mr. McDewey to pray and yeah. to humble himself and to try to, like, figure his, sh his stuff out. <laughs> <laughs> figure his stuff out, basically, uh, pertaining to Mary. Right. I mean, he's an he's an important character, but I don't think that he has a whole heck of a lot to go off of besides that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
Sorry, I needed some water so I didn't <sighs> cough into the speakers. No, you're good. Um, maybe the boys next. It, Willie is one of them, right? I don't remember any of the no, boys' names. No. Uh, Jordy. Yeah, Jordy. I remember the little boy, but I don't remember the other two. Like I remember them, but I don't remember yeah, their names. Jordy were. and his two are they brothers or just friends? Um, I don't know. I feel like they're brothers. I think you might be right. They're cute. They also play a super important role. Yes. And they're great friends. Yeah. Like really good friends. I and agree. then also the the girl too. There's three boys, a girl, and then Mary. Mm-hmm. Um. And they're all there for. Thomasina's funeral. They come up with this whole plan to like help Mary grieve, which is just so sweet. It's actually my favorite scene. It's a really good scene. Yeah. They like come up with this whole plan to try to help her, not like help her forget or anything, but like help her honor. come to terms, honor, and like put a close on that part of her life and try to move on doesn't work that in that sense, but it's still a very sweet thing for them to do. Yeah. Um, and for, like, three boys and a young girl to come up with that whole plan was just really sweet. I agree. I liked it a lot. It was super, super sweet. And very sad. Yeah. Um, Jordy's cute. I think he's a, a blossoming Gryffindor. Yeah. Because, like... <laughs> Well, I like how the boys, like, I think the two might be brothers, but I think they all act like brothers. Like, they're just really good friends. It doesn't matter that Jordy is obviously considerably younger than the one boy. Like, they all look after each other. They all hang out, like, every day. Yep. Um, and, like, they tease each other like brothers, but they help each other like brothers. I just really like their dynamic a lot. Yeah. And Jordy would be brave when he needed to be brave, and he would get pushed in the right way by the other boys when he needed to be. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, so, I guess last, but definitely not least, would be Thomasina. So, her theme song, real quick, literally, I think it I was, was just humming it. stuck in your head for forever. I think I was humming it yesterday. Like, I don't know any of the words, but just like, Thomasina. Like, the little music in the background sounds like some sort of, like, old circus tune or something. I don't oh really gosh, know. Oh, my gosh, yeah. But, like, it just gets stuck in your head. It's cute song. Thomasina's bomb. She's awesome. She is... She's Hufflepuff. She's loyal to that little girl. Yes. Yes. And to Lori. Yeah. Whenever she's with Lori. Yeah. Um, and then realizes, oh, shoot, I should actually be here and just, like, knows where to go. Yeah. She's got a lot of intuition. Yes. Yeah. Um, I loved, so her voice was done by Elspeth March. I loved the voiceover of Thomasina. It didn't seem weird to me. Yeah. It fit very well. It was just kind of like... Thomasina's thoughts were like talking to you yeah but it was really cute how they did it I agree it flowed nice yes yeah I mean there's a bunch of other characters but they're just kind of like small roles so like one of them is literally old lady right and I don't remember who that was yeah which old lady yeah maybe it was the old lady who had to leave her dog yeah you're probably right 
Um, so I guess that brings us to favorite character scene segment of the movie. You kind of said yours already, didn't you? Yeah, my favorite scene, well, my favorite character's gotta be the cat, because, like, come on. Yeah, my favorite character for sure is Thomasina. If I had to pick a human favorite character, it'd probably be Lori. Just because she's, like, she's the animal lady I would be if I was in that time period. She was, I, yeah, I really like her. It's a pretty close tie between <clears throat> Lori and Thomasina for me. Yeah. Um... My favorite scene is definitely when the boys and the girl are trying to help Mary out because they just, like, go out of their way to, like, I mean, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people don't, not a lot of people, there are people who are pet people and there are people who aren't pet people. And the people yes. who aren't pet people don't understand what the level of love you have for a pet could be. I don't know. Just, it must be, like, two different brains. I don't know. But, so they could have just been like, it's a cat, get over it. Like but, your dad. Right. But instead, they were like, we're gonna do a proper funeral. Which, by the way, the way they do funerals, at least back in the day then, is like, really honoring. It's so sweet. It's very sweet. So they're like, we're gonna parade her for this, through the streets. You're gonna walk behind her, and everyone's gonna be saying, there goes Mary, who lost her poor Thomasina. Yeah. She's like, really? They'll say that? It was just really sweet that they went that far out of their way to, like, help her feel better. Yeah, I agree. My favorite scene was probably when Thomasina realizes that she has another life that she's supposed to be a part of. Yeah. Like, when she's at Lori's place and then realizes, oh my gosh, I need to get back to Mary... And she just, like, knows where to go and is just, like, on a mission to get there. Yeah. And it doesn't work out the first time that she goes. She runs away. I think she, like, didn't fully understand why she was going there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first time. But then the second time is the part that I really liked when she was like, oh my gosh, no, it's all coming back to me. Yeah. That was a really... And then Mary awakes from the dead. <sighs> Literally. Um, that was a really cool twist about this whole movie, like, the three lives of Thomasina. So, basically, she has her life with Mary, then she, like, almost dies. She pretty much does die, but she doesn't quite. She comes back to life, or is nursed back to health, and she herself thinks, oh, well, you know, I've heard that cats have nine lives, so this must, must be my next life. Mm -hmm. So she lives that life, and then she comes to realize, wait, I'm supposed to be with Mary, so then that's her new life, so that's her third life. I wonder <clears> if, <throat> like, that is what people mean by cats have nine lives, because maybe, like, when they said that, it was super common for cats to be, like, bounced around. Or something, or, like, cats didn't necessarily, like, stay, like, indoor home pets, you know? So it was like, oh, cats have nine lives because they have this family, and they have this family, and they have this family, and they just kind of, like, are all over the place. Yeah, I wonder if that is it. I don't know. That's a really good thought. Yeah. I never thought about it more than, like, cats are lucky, they always land on their feet. They have nine <laughs> lives, they skirted by. <laughs> yeah. No, I just wonder if it has something to do with, like how they live their life not necessarily like they're lucky but like yeah. they just have a lot of people that come into their lives but that's not necessarily true so much anymore because a lot of people keep them as indoor pets whereas like back in the day it was very common to have them as outdoor pets 
I saw this. And thing. they would have multiple families. I saw this thing on the internet where it was a picture of a cat with a Christmas collar on, and it said, "It's official. Our cat has a second family. He came back dressed up for Christmas." <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I could never let my cats outside. I know. It would make me too nervous. All the time. All right. Um, least favorite scene? Um, so as sweet as the funeral scene was, literally couldn't watch it because my cat's a ginger cat. And there, here's this kitty who got Looks sick. dead yeah, got with sick flowers and, around it. Right. And I can't, I can't think about that stuff because my cats are my children and that made me really, really too sad. So like literally there are kids. Yeah. I like, I mean like I had tears in my eyes, like I had to stop watching it cause it was so sad. Like we go to TJ Maxx to buy them seasonal beds and pet bowls. Yeah. What TJ Maxx, where's all your St. Patrick's Day stuff? Where's your kitty cat Easter things? Yeah. Where, why is it all dogs? Yeah. Sorry, dog people, but they literally get everything, and it's not fair. They get everything. All I want is a little kitty bowl that says jelly beans on it for Easter <laughs> so that I can feed them in their little jelly bean bowl. It just say toe beans. I also want a water dish that says liquid luck Yeah. for St. Patrick's Day. Like, we couldn't even find the mug. Yeah. Anyway. Also, we're talking about Radon. Yeah. So... That's literally the only Radon that I collect, though, is their pet bowls. Yeah. Well, we did buy one Easter thing, but... Yeah. Oh, yeah, and I have a mug that says feminist. Yeah. Okay. Least favorite scene. Least favorite scene for me... Probably when Mary brings Thomasina to her dad. Mm. And he just, like, doesn't care. Yeah, like, later on, he's like, well, okay. He's later like, it's on, just a pet. Later on, he's like, I didn't realize, like, when he realizes I'll he's just screwed get her up. another cat. I know. When he realizes he messed up, though, and he's like, I didn't realize that this cat meant so much to her. Are you not Did paying you... attention to your child? Honestly. She, all she does is play with this cat. Right. Uh, yeah, I know. He's dumb. I guess I didn't say least favorite character. It was him until the end. Same. Um, what we took away from it treat all animals with kindness treat all animals with kindness mental health has no age yes and care about your pets yeah care about all pets because just because even if that guy did realize even if dr mcdewey was like yeah i know this cat's important to my daughter but i don't get it that's fine it's important to her so just understand that. Right. That goes with any issue. I agree. But that's like a political tangent that I could go on <laughs> that I shouldn't, so. <laughs> yeah. Overall, I really enjoyed this movie. I did too. If you can find it, I highly recommend <gasps> watching it. Oh my god. When we watched it, where we watched it... There was, like, this random surprise at the end. Oh, right. That I think, I don't know how... It was, how, like, bonus features. Yeah, it was, like, imagine a bonus feature for a DVD. So, it was Walt Disney. So, here's Walt popping up our, on our screen at his desk with two fluffy cats on his on his desk. And he, he starts petting the one cat, and he goes on its cat's butt and starts giving it scratches. And he's like, do-do-do-do-do, oh, you like that. And I was like, Walt, was like, oh, oh my, my God. Oh, my God, Walt. My heart. But then he started talking about cats and how he's a dog person. 
But don't get him wrong, he still loves cats. Yeah. And he said that, like, the cat brain is, like, the most similar to the human brain. And that their face is has, like, almost the exact same muscles to smile or something. So I think cats are, like, the closest to being able to smile or something like that. And then after that segment, which was cool, we got to see an interview from um, the lady who played Lori, Susan Hampshire. And she, like, did some behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah, that was neat. She talked about, like, her casting process and, like... The whole idea of being, like, a in the Disney world, like, <laughs> literally, in the, in the Disney, quote, world of acting and how, like, people thought that it would hurt them as an actor. Yeah. But she, like, it kind of made her be rebellious with her role choices afterwards to, like, break the mold. It was an interesting interview. She also said that, so this, this interview that she did was, like, maybe 20 years after the film, I think, or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and she said that after she got the role, she brought home, like, mice and a deer and something else and something else into her house. She had them in her apartment for, yeah. like, a day. Like, a day, <laughs> maybe two. And then she was like, yeah, then I realized it wasn't a good deal. But I really got to learn a lot about these animals. <laughs> if you could have any pet from the forest, what would you have? Any animal from the forest as a pet? Would they be, like, d- domesticated? Yeah. A fox or a raccoon? A fox or a skunk. Meg has this new obsession with skunks. It's really cute. Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, I found out it's their mating season right now. That's why they're everywhere. They're literally everywhere. And I cannot wait to see little baby skunks walking around our neighborhood with their little floofy black and white tails. Oh my God. I'm in love. We see at least three around our neighborhood. Yeah, and they cross the street all the time, and it makes me so anxious, but I'm always grateful when I'm the one that they're crossing in front of, because I will always stop. Right. Always. They just run so funny. They do. They kind of... Oh, there was one, and it was crossing, like, the main road, and I had some serious anxiety, but he made it. They kind of walk like badgers. Yeah, they do. I wonder if they're related to the badger. Yeah, I wonder, too. I bet they are. Because they said... Because Lori... Lori, well, Susan, she was talking about how the badgers stunk so bad. Oh, yeah. She was saying... Because she had to hold one. She she, said usually they're very vicious, but they were, like, sweethearts. She said they stunk to high heavens, and then whenever she was doing the scenes with the badger, she stunk the same, so people would kind of avoid her when she had it. Yeah. She's like, even when I wasn't holding it, I still smelled like it. Um, all right. Disney memory... Yeah, I'm working on it. Whew. Sorry. Do you want me to, to read cough. it? You can read it if you want. I just don't want you to cough. No, go ahead. Are you okay? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I'm going to read Disney Memory. <laughs> so this is from Maria Perks. Thank you for sending it in. You rule. Um, she says, I just started listening to your podcast tonight. Ooh, that was a quick, quick response. You sent this to us so fast. And I'm so excited to binge and play catch up. I'm a fellow Disney movie fanatic. I've spent a bit too much time hunting at thrift stores and stealing from my childhood collection with dreams of owning them all. I can't wait to share my enthusiasm with my future children. Anyway, I just listened to the Snow White episode and to share one of my favorite memories with you because it was mentioned in the episode. I visited New York City last Thanksgiving with my boyfriend and his family. We happened upon the Saks Snow White window display, not expecting it at all. And we're moving through the viewing line and checking it all out. My eyes caught sight of a hidden Mickey, and I got so excited. 
I got all giddy and told my boyfriend, if there's a hidden Mickey in this one, then there's one in all of them. Side note, he's not as big of a Disney fan as me, nowhere close to it, but he knows how much I love it and was happy to play along. That's a good dude. It is. We went back to the beginning of the display and spent over an hour picking through each one. It turned into a friendly competition of who could find it first and not giving it away to the other person. It was even more thrilling for me knowing I had to find them on my own right then or they'd be lost forever since they aren't listed in the book. His brothers showed up and got in on the fun too. It was really fun to be able to share in a favorite pastime with him and see his enthusiasm grow. Since then, he's come up with the idea of running the Walt Disney World Marathon together in 2019. We both hate running, but we're going to make some really happy memories together along the way. Well, I hope that you did it in 2019. That's awesome. I know. Me too. Um, Thanks for sharing the magic on your podcast. I can't wait to catch up and start watching the movies along with you. I'm going to start playing along in the games you come up with and answering the questions you ask each other for myself. I already told my sister to check it out. She is my Disney PIC. I love that I I picked this memory while I was just randomly picking it, but then I saw this and I was skimming it and I was like, oh, they decided to do a marathon. Yeah. We decided to do a marathon. Neither of us are experienced in running. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Still, neither of us are experienced in running. We're learning it. So I was like, oh, I'm going to take inspiration. Yeah. So thank you so very much, Maria. If you would like to share your Disney memory... Email us at grownupkidspodcast at gmail.com. It can be anything Disney related, so just send it in and we'll be sure to feature it on the show. Grown Up Kids can be found on Podbean, iTunes, the Google Play Store, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify. So make sure that you subscribe so you can be sure to get our latest episode as soon as it's available and so that you can listen to episodes that I'm not sick on. Yeah. Also, you can find us on social media. We're on Facebook at Grown Up Kids at Disney Podcast, and we have a group there as well, which is active and awesome. We love all of you guys. We also have an Instagram at Grown Up Kids Pod, and we will be relaunching our Patreon sometime in February or March, and we'll be revamping our tiers, so be on the lookout for more information. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to watch The Misadventures of Merlin Jones ahead of next week's episode. And don't forget, adults are only kids grown up anyway. All who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future. 